Hey y'all, I'm April. And I'm Caroline. And this is your bloody happy hour. Caroline, are you ready for this? This is your newest guilty pleasure. It's the bloodiest part of your week. Did we say something about it also being happy hour? Showed in. Because we're about to be sipping on some murder. Bloody happy hour. Hey y'all, this is April. And this is Caroline. This is your bloody happy hour Thursday edition. Here we are. Caroline, you drinking? Um, yeah, I have a little something something in my cup. Okay. I'm not really sure what it is, but it's a drink. I, How about you? I have um some Jim Beam in my cup. And I got a little fireball shot here to sip on if I run oh. out of that. I'm doing it strong because we're going to cover some conspiracy theories. My favorite. And uh gets me a little paranoid. Oh. Yeah, it does. Know. Gets me a little paranoid. So let's finish this David Koresh. Let's finish it and be done. You guys have a lot of episodes to listen to over the next. I, I, you're basically getting four five like six episodes in plus the cookies you're welcome happy 100 but we are taking a week off after this a whole week a whole week we need to refresh and recharge and get our mind ready for dirty chad what's coming next and then plan for the my the live show so what you are going to get on our week off is some playbacks so we're just going to randomly choose some of the old episodes so hopefully it's one that you like yep caroline we left off at the ceasefire yes and basically the agents were able to get out of there not safely but basically safely, the Carishians honored the ceasefire. So basically they said, we will stop shooting. And I was just thinking, had this been the Russians, they would not have stopped shooting. Had this been the cartel, the mafia, that would not have stopped shooting. So I am grateful that this was not a total, total massacre at this time. Mm. Now, all the wounded ended up going to the hospital. We did have four dead ATF agents. Their names are Stephen Willis, Rob Williams, Conway LeBlue, and Todd McKeehan, and others six and sixteen others were injured. We had some dead Davidians: Jadian Wendell, Peter Gents, Winston Blank, Perry Jones, and Peter Hipsman. And then three others were injured. Koresh being one of them, he was shot in the stomach area and somewhere in the arm. Now, agents didn't totally leave the compound. That would be dumb. So they kind of stayed around the perimeter Mm -hmm. and they kept surveillance going. So they did not want them to leave the property because they still had fear that they were going to come into the community and do some damage. But David is still on the phone with negotiators, and he's like, "I we're getting in our bus, and I'm taking my people to the hospital. You guys, we have wounded people. And the ATF is like, 
no, but we can offer you medical assistance. We have an ambulance. We can put them on a gurney. We can take them to the hospital. We can get you help. Let's put you on a gurney. Let me let some medical people come in. But David was like, no, we'll take care of it ourselves. They negotiated for um, women and children to come out. So they're like, well, Mm -hmm. give us the women. Give us the children. You keep you and your mighty men in there. Can we negotiate that? No. And then he was like, but the thing is, is they don't want to leave. They know that when the seventh seal is open and the end of the world comes, that if they are here with me, they will live in eternity. They are out there. They will perish and die. So they wanted to all be there with him. So they had the option, according to Koresh, and they did not want to leave. They ended up agreeing. David says, you know, I have very important information that needs to get out to the world. If you agree to put my teachings out there, broadcast my teachings to the world, I will release some people. So Dallas radio station KRLD broadcasts um, David Koresh's religious teachings over the radio. Mm-hmm. At uh, like four o'clock that day, um, oh, I remember this. Yeah, and and a lot of like Marshall Applewhite did this. Mm-hmm. He had a lot of his videos go out, and so you can still see those videos. And his eyes were mesmerizing. And when his videos went out, he got a lot more followers. Um, this was like before YouTube. This is he did that oh, yeah. when the World Wide Web first started. Yeah. Now. David's doing this over the radio station, and so people are tuning in. And this is kind of how people slowly flock to the compound during the siege, mm. like yeah. they're posted up. Yep. Now, that night, he did honor his word, and he released four children into CPS custody, who oh, probably great. should have saved them in the first place, right? Probably should have just stayed there going to CPS. <laughs> now march 1st was the next day and the fbi finally shows up and the hostage rescue team comes in texas rangers come in fbi is taking over the siege because we're officially in a siege and the texas rangers are taking over the whole mount carmel david koresh investigation and basically the atf is being pushed back they're the redhead stepchildren because Mm -hmm. they have screwed things up Mm mm-hmm they're pissed about this. They're not being kicked out, but they're like on desk duty. And so now we have all but a bunch of everybody peeing contests. Yes, yes. Comparing contests. sizes. And yeah. there's there's a lot of um, arguing going on. The ATF feels disrespected, um, and FBI's coming in like with their big chest, mm-hmm. like Superman on their chest. They're going to come and save the day, right? Now, throughout the siege, more and more kids get released. And when they're released, they're walking out like soldiers, literally like soldiers. Like there's not tears. They're leaving their parents behind. They're not crying. There's no sadness. There's no fear. They're, they're just they're just direct. They're walking out. They're no limit soldiers. Um, while day and night, negotiators are talking to Koresh or Steve, Steve Snyder, his um, main man, on the phone, and at one point, they were on the phone for 36 hours straight. They would try to talk some sense into him, and he would go into his Bible teachings. 
Now, as days go by, more kids get let out. And then so finally some women get let out. And one of the women's is Kathy Schroeder. And so if you watch the Netflix series, she's the idiot on there. Oh, I've heard about her. That said the 12-year-old is old enough to make a decision in their eyes. Now, it was helpful that she came out. She came out. And she told the FBI a lot of information because the FBI are still thinking that a mass suicide plan is in order for the Koresh. And she was like, that's not our MO. We don't we, we don't want to die. We actually want pe- more people to join us because we don't want y'all to die. And we their surrendering is not in our plan either. We're not going to surrender. We have enough food to last a very long time, like months. They have been stockpiling food, yep, and water. And so now they know that this is probably not going to be over with tomorrow. But if they're just preppers and they're just minding their own business, why do they have all this ammo and all these guns? Yeah, and so that's kind of what the FBI is thinking. And... But you have other people thinking, it's Texas. We have the right to bear arms. And that's going to be an argument that we're going to talk about and why so many people are pissed. All those arms? Weren't they? Well, I guess you got to figure out if. uh, Yeah, they just. They had had so. Why were they stockpiling ammo? They're getting ready for. Why did they have so many? They thought they were going to be attacked. They thought the apocalypse were coming. They knew they were going to be attacked. That's going to go into some of these conspiracy theories here in a little bit. Yeah. Um, And so it really does raise the question why do you need. uh, We understand you have the right to bear arms. Why do you need all of that ammo? Some people said that. They had all of it, and they obtained it legally. Like, they didn't try to illegally get it from... But they had... I mean, the, you had, had UPS... In that, like, sh- in that storage unit, right? Uh-huh. Like, in their vaults. UPS was um, delivering it, so they had a paper trail. They were going to that guy in Hewitt's, so it's not like they were trying to mm-hmm. hide that yeah. they were getting it. Yeah. Whoever needed their license, they all had their license. Like, I don't think they, what were they really doing, doing wrong? wrong? Pedophilia? Yes. Stockpiling weapons? And how, yeah. Getting 12 year olds pregnant? Well, yeah. <laughs> but that is the conversation that's being had, that at this time is being had in households all over the world. Right. Like, and so. That's why there's a debate. Yeah. So. Yeah. Now, um, David also agreed that if they play another broadcast of his teachings of the seven seals, that they will surrender. So it's only a couple days in. And so they're like, okay, we're going to surrender. Play this broadcast Mm -hmm. and then we'll surrender. Okay. So FBI is like, oh, yes. Okay. We're relieved. Let's get a plan down. How are we going to do this? And so Koresh was like, I'm hurt. Just send me in a gurney. And they're like, okay, we'll do it. So Koresh was going to get on the gurney. And then every three minutes, Steve Snyder was going to send in one member. And the ATF was going to be able to pat them down and make sure there's no explosives or guns on them. And then they could uh, put the zip ties on them or arrest them. And then slowly by slowly, they'll get everybody out. So, done. Plan. Great. They said, let's do it. Let's do FBI it. was like, see, ATF, this is all it took. Um, 
y'all don't know what you're doing. Clearly. So they played the tape at 132. At 447, nobody came out. Oh, no. At 6 o'clock, nobody came out. So they call up Koresh, and they're like, okay, Koresh, we did. the gurney, though? No. They, they put the gurney at the front door. They're for like, him to, for yeah. him to get out. Like, so they, they played the deal. Yeah. They played the tape like they're supposed to. They put the gurney at the front door. They said the ambulance is waiting for you. All you got to do, they even left him a, um, like an ATF hat or jacket so that he would not be mistakenly shot. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so they said, okay, we did our part. It's your turn. At 6 o'clock, Koresh, they picked up the phone and they said, we're sorry, God told me it's not time. He told me to wait. He told me it's not time to come out because I still got a job to do. Mm. We later found out that Koresh had another plan. He was going to get on the gurney, but he was going to be strapped with explosives and he was going to blow himself up and that the other Koreshians were supposed to um, be killed in another shootout, or just kill themselves, and they were all going to die de- together. Die together. Yeah. But, and he says, it's about to go down. Y'all go pray about it because it's about to happen. But they didn't pray about it right, David, they later said. David oh, said they, they prayed wrong. They prayed wrong. They must have got down on one knee and not two knees. Oh, no. Or they folded their hands and they no. didn't do a good, oh, yeah, that's you bad know, praying. I don't know bad what they said. Maybe they said, in Jesus' name we pray, and not in David's name we pray. That's uh, probably accurate. Either way, David said, if we do this, y'all are going to go to hell and not heaven, so let's not fall out with this plan, which that would have been true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they didn't do the plan, which cult leaders are chicken shit, we know. So yeah. he was actually scared. I put this little tidbit in here for you because it has to do with the dogs that were killed mm-hmm. the first day. Because now the Davidians, as we'll know, they're kind of pulling the strings. Yes. The agents are like out there at their beck and call. So, David, what can we do for you today? Do y'all need some vegetarian pizza? Sure, we'll send you some pizza. Do y'all need some milk for the kids? Okay, sure, we'll send you some goat's milk. Do y'all need, you know, this? Do y'all need this? What can we do? How can we surrender? Do you want something played? Right? So now David calls and he's like, you know those puppies y'all killed? Those dogs y'all killed the other day? One of them had just given birth to nine puppies, and now we have nine puppies that cannot eat. And we have no milk to feed them, and the milk that we do have need to go to our kids. So I want you guys, I will give you a kid if you guys promise me that you will take these puppies to the vet, get them a good bill of, good bill of health, Get them their shots, get them taken care of, and make sure that they're adopted to good families and show me proof. Oh, well, what a stand-up guy, David. David. You know. You're so thoughtful, David. You got to be questionable about people who care more about the animals. Oh, wait, never mind. Oh, wait, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) So that happened to be police officer Terry Fuller's sheriff, deputy sheriff Terry Fuller. Mm -hmm. Um job so he did it and those police those puppies got adopted within that day all by agents so every different agent took the puppies home including fuller memorabilia of the whole of the whole 
I would have adopted a, a Corishian dog. Oh, yeah, for sure. He named his dog Agent, and it lived for 13 years. And there's pictures of the dog in the book. So um, there's a little happiness to the story. But, you know, things start to escalate when they get a call from the Methodist home. All the kids oh, that were taking... Oh, we've been to the Methodist home before. Yes. All the kids that were taken from the Christians went to the Methodist home to be together. Is that where um, Matt Baker worked? The David Waynes. No, that was... He worked at the Waco Center for Youth. Oh, the Waco. kids that David Wayne Spence killed were there. Some of the, the kids. Home. Yeah. Yes. So... FBI gets a call from one of the workers, and one of the kids that got released had a note stuck, like, in one of their clothes and their shirts. And the ba- note basically said that now that these these kids are gone, the rest of us are basically dead. So the police were thinking, is this a suicide mission? Does this mean that, every, that everybody who is left is or who they want to die in their mission? Hmm. Um, and so... They they start to think we need to know what's going on inside that house. So they start plant listening devices. Oh, yeah, they do. And so I don't know that this has been a part of ongoing news. I don't know that I ever heard this. So as they were sending supplies in for them, they planted little listening devices and they heard ongoing conversations inside the house Mm -hmm. throughout the siege. And... They had also brought in experts in psychology and human behavior, expert negotiators. They talked on the phone with Koresh and his people for 200 plus hours, but they did not relent. Um, They brought in a Bible expert on the seven seals. Koresh still ends up doing the most talking because he does know the most about the Bible. So conversations are going nowhere. ATF and the FBI and everybody's just getting pissed. What happened to FBI? I thought you were supposed to be big and bad. Yeah. Telling ATF how to do everything. And you still, you brought in all the experts and you couldn't do anything. Mm. It's mid-March and Janet Reno. Do you recognize that name? yes, I do. She has now been sworn in to attorney general. And um, she... And it has gone back and forth. Yeah. She was uh, O.J. Simpson. Was she something with that? I don't know. Yes. I have no idea. Um, She, we, O.J. had gone, not O.J. Koresh had gone back and forth in the news now about coming out, not coming out, coming out, not coming out. And every time we get excited thinking they're going to come out. So now we have the shirts, we ain't coming out. That was the whole Waco's known for. I remember traveling now. Where are you from, Waco? We need shirts. We ain't coming out. Misty, McCombs, make us some shirts that say. I'm looking up. I want one. Yes. Every time I go out of town, I feel like I need to have on those, a shirt that says we ain't coming out. Um, Was she the U.S. Now? Yes. She was the attorney general. Yeah. She had, and she had just been uh, sworn in. Okay. So people are picketing there. You have anti-government people. Ugh. You have people selling these Every- we ain't coming out t-shirts. You have religious people there saying you have the right to religious, your religious beliefs. You have your gun people saying you have a right to bear arms. Leave these people alone. 
You have people like Timothy McVeigh calling them kid killers and baby killers. And he's selling bumper stickers, ATF for baby killer bumper stickers. So you have a lot of people on each side of the fence mad. Um, And so cops are having to worry about not only the Carishians, but also about these picketers and people like Timothy McVeigh. Also, um, David is withdrawing. We ain't coming out, spells Waco. Yes. You just got that? (laughs) This bitch. I'm sorry, I had to Google it and I had no clue. It was we ain't acronym. coming I didn't know out. It was an acronym. I yeah. It was just a saying. Wow. Okay. The yeah. things we learn. The um, we know. Yes. So we need shirts. Yeah. Okay. So. David starts to withdraw. He stops answering the phone. He refuses to speak to anybody. Steve Snyder gets on the phone for a little bit, but then he starts to withdraw. And it would they would start to go in days, and the phone would just ring and ring mm-hmm. and ring. Mm-hmm. Now agents are leaving them messages, They're begging like, them to answer in the phone. They're like, what's going on? Yeah. We don't know what's... You see them stacking hay on the sides of the compound, and you hear them, like, hammering... Um, nails fortifying their building and so they're thinking what are they doing are they getting ready for another confrontation so we're getting a little bit more paranoid the police are now um they decide to change tactics after they interview david's brother roger because they talked to roger and roger's like you know what quit sending your negotiators he ain't coming out. Like, he's not going to relent. He ain't coming out. Literally, he's not going to surrender. So, now they cut off electricity. They're finally pissed. Oh, yeah. They cut off the little electricity they have. They start blaring loud, noisy music oh, yes. day and night. Do you remember the song? These boots are made for walking, and that's and just that's what like they'll what the do. Insane asylum people get is they start blasting all this music, music to make them go crazy. Christmas music, random, just over and over and blasting. over. Clocks ticking, tick tock, tick tock. <laughs> then they would put like flood bright lights into their windows at night so that they can't sleep so to sleep deprive them what they don't realize is they've barely had electricity this whole time anyways they've been sleep deprived anyways because david's been doing this and they've been disciplined so it's like david's been training them to go through all of this anyways so it's not really doing much to them um, and then they bring in these big ass tanks. So you may remember videos where they bring in these tanks and they just start running all their shit over. So David and Steven loved classic cars. They had like these old, uh, model Mustangs and stuff out there. And mm-hmm. they're just run over and running over their cars and four wheelers with these tanks trying to piss them off. And they do. <gasps> they also deny their access to media, to the radio, um, and so now the Christians can't get any of their information out and they start writing paper, like get paper and marker and they write notes and put it on the window so the news can see. So they're writing stuff like God help us 
the FBI lied. They broke our negotiation. We want press. Help us. So the press and the people watching TV and these anti-government people are thinking FBI is assholes. The FBI is lying to us. Yeah. We need Brian Enton up in that. And now in these days, Brian Enton would have been there. Oh, you know, would have been Where there. Nancy Grace would have been oh, there. She, she might have been, the been there. Porch. She would, you know, she's gonna post up her whole table, just like she did with Coburger. Mm. She's gonna put a table set up. She's gonna put a table cover. Yes. She's gonna get her iPad out, and she's just gonna sit there at that table with the compound yes. in the background. Yep, she would have Chanley Painter. All of them, they'd all be there. Um, people start getting pissed because F, like FBI's pissed because they're just like we gave them chance after chance after chance. Steven and Koresh are pissed because they're like, now we're pissed and we just, you just made us, you doing all this made us take five steps backwards. So now we're not even, we're even further from coming out than we were before. They're flipping each other out. There's like videos of FBI agents flipping them off and then Koreshians flipping them off. They're mooning each other like it looks ridiculous on national news. It's like little kids fighting, right? Mm. Mama Koresh, so Koresh's mama calls Dick DeGarren, which is their lawyer. Dick DeGarren? Yeah, that's a famous Dick DeGarren. Yeah, he oh, he okay. has tried a lot of people since then. Um, He calls Koresh and tries to get Koresh to, Koresh, just come out, just come out and let's fight this in court. I can get you off. Like, they are way... Okay. Beyond the scope, they violated your rights. We can fight this in court. Koresh was like, no, my job, God has given me job, my job. Yeah. Um, he even visits the compound. So they let Dick DeGarren in, and he goes in, and he visits, and he says it smells like sewage in there because it's, like, done backed up. Well, they don't have um, – they can't leave. They usually go to outhouses, so they're peeing and pooping in buckets – inside of there and they can't really dump it they can't walk outside to dump it so they're just like dumping it outside or it's piling up in buckets it smells like garlic because they're treating their shooting wounds uh, with garlic and he says but they were sweet and they're nice and they're respectful and he did not feel in danger at all um but david still refused to come out the people did not want to come out. They felt safe there. Okay. Mm. David is also filming videos of all of the people there. And these videos have been released. And it's of each member. It's of him and his kids. And they're happy. And they are just saying what they believe, who they believe David is, why they're there, how they um, have never been happier and that, they have been basically bullied into this situation that they yeah, don't want to leave. Bully, bully. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, um, April 16th, David Koresh wrote his explanation of the first seal. Okay. He said that he called them up and he was like, can y'all go to Office Depot and just give me some more paper and give me some pens? Once I write, my explanation of all seven seals will come out and we'll surrender. Oh, well, sure. Yeah. Agents were like, we really believe you now. Fuck you. Yeah. You've broken so many promises. We're not getting you another thing. You're not going to surrender. Um, 
And Janet Reno has just been like worried that the kids are still getting abused inside, Mm -hmm. right? You got pregnant women Mm -hmm. inside. Conditions are deteriorating. Plus, the government looks horrible on the news. Like, they've been embarrassed on the news every day. They're getting calls that taxpayer money is paying for them to just sit back and watch these Carishians. And they're just like goth dangling them. Like, they're pulling the strings. Mm -hmm. And by this time, not only is ATF there, but you got 60 different newspaper reporters, camera crews, 17 different television stations. They've all been there every day. And on at any given time, you would have had 719 law enforcement personnel 24 hours a day. That's a How lot. much money? That's like a lot. Millions of dollars were spent on this siege. And the Davidians still have plenty of food to last for months. This could have just gone on and gone on. So Reno comes up with a plan. We're going to use tear gas. She said that she investigated it it's safe for the pregnant ladies it's safe for the kids they can inhale it it's non-harmful um they had enough to tear gas them throw tear gas in there for 48 hours so they go get these big humongous tanks and they start crashing the tanks into the walls they said that they did this to make holes for them to escape because it's about to be gassed up they may not be able to find the doors let's just Give them more of escape route to get out, right? They, She gets the okay from President Bill Clinton. Oh. Bill Clinton, can I have the green light? Bill Clinton says, yes, do what you think is right. And um, so they're like, okay, we got 48 hours. Let's see if we can get them out in these next 48 hours. And now a word from our sponsors. Are you looking for a great haircut or shave experience? I need a shave. Come to Champions Salon and Barber, where the skilled barbers and stylists are dedicated to giving you the best service possible. Whether you need a simple haircut or a complete grooming package, they have you covered. And while you're there, you can enjoy a complimentary beer and friendly chat with their staff. How great is that? So they have two convenient locations in Waco and one in Woodway. You can book appointments online or through the app, and you could make it easy to visit. So go to Champion Salon and Barber today and experience a cut above the rest. All right, if you love smoothies or if you love your protein in the morning, you need to get you a Blend Jet. You can do that if you go into blendjet.com. If you enter the code BHH. 12 you get a discount and let me tell you these things are portable they are easy to use they can fit in your cup holder you can have it at home or you can have it in your office like i do right this morning i had my blueberry banana one Mm, with some chia seed wasn't chunky or anything it was very smooth when i have it in my shaker it is a little chunky so this is a great alternative i love it um it is battery powered so all you have to do is plug it in every two weeks and the battery never runs down oh my gosh i love battery powered things go to blanchett's and order you 
a blendjet and get a discount. Thanks, April, for sharing. Cure hydration. If you are obsessed with your hydration like I am, this may be something good for you. This is something that is so easy. Forget about the Gatorade. That just dehydrates you even more. And if you don't like the taste of coconut water, try Cure Hydration. You can go to my offer link. It is zen, Z-E-N, dot A-I slash B-H-H 20. This is vegan. It's no added sugars. It's just a little packet you could put in your water. Or if you're really smart during happy hour, you could put it into your Tito's. It is just as effective as an IV drip. And it's, if you don't not like the taste of water, it's not as boring as water, not as sugary as the sports drink. And if you're an athlete, it'll give you the best performance. Or if you just get brain frog or headaches because you do not stay hydrated. Brain frog? Brain fog. (laughs) The solution is cure hydration so go to that link enter the code you can go to my offer link it is zen z-e-n dot a-i slash b-h-h 20 cure hydration i'm your puzzle loving pal and i'm gonna tell you about my latest obsession wongo puzzles these things are the real deal folks they're high quality handcrafted and perfect for anyone who loves a good challenge but doesn't want to dedicate their entire kitchen table to puzzles for a week. Trust me, I've been there. (laughs) I might still be there. But I got one of these actually for Christmas. I loved it. I did it, and I was so proud of myself. And they have all these cool designs, and you need to go to wongopuzzles.com and use our discount, BHH. You get 10% off, and I really want to know if you'll order one of these puzzles. What do you think about it? Because it's so fun, and I need to order, like, five. So they call the compound, and they say, hey, don't be alarmed, but we're about to gas you. We're going to throw in this gas, and but it's it's not going to hurt you. We're not attacking you. Um, we do not have weapons. Don't come out shooting. And so they hang up on them. But they have the speakers inside the house, the listening devices, and they hear them saying, Grab your weapons. Get your guns. Put on your mask. They're about to gas us. Oh, they have masks. Yeah. And I couldn't figure out were they prepared for this or did the ATF send them masks to, like, protect them? Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't find that. I couldn't figure that out. But they had masks. Grab your mask and get and get ready for the—get ready. Okay. They hang up in their face. So then the FBI gets on the loudspeaker because they've been talking on the loudspeaker throughout this time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they say, do not be alarmed. This is safe. Just exit the building. This is gas. We are we are putting holes in your building so that you can escape. Do not be alarmed. This is not an attack. But they're like throwing things through the window and they're like ramming big tanks through your their walls don't be scared it's not an attack we're making holes for you to escape (laughs) with our giant tanks Tanks. crashing into your home and but don't be scared back out and then there's left a (laughs) hole of wooden rubble like what yes so but nobody comes out 
And so they're getting pissed. And so then the announcements become, Vernon, damn it, you've had your 15 minutes of fame. You are no longer the Messiah. Exit the building. Like, And I would have been pissed by now, too. Like, it's been 51 days, 51 Vernon, how you are not Jesus. Whoever you are, David come out. <laughs> That's why I always remember it was like, I was like, David, uh, David Koresh and Vernon Howell, they both, they both held up that Branch Davidian compound. <laughs> like, I thought it was two different people. Same, same person. Um, now, then, all of a sudden, you see a fire get started. And then you see another one, and you see another one. Three different fires start in three different sections of the compound. And agents are shocked. The TV people are shocked. The people who are like picketing and rioting, they're like, where, who, who started a fire? Who started a fire? The fire rages quick, right? And so now the announcements are, come out. The place is on fire. Please come out. Come out now. Come out with your hands up. Agents report that they hear systematic gunfire. So they hear gunshots, pauses, gunshots, pauses. Okay? Um, They have no idea how the fire started, but they're even more shocked that people still are not coming out of the fire. Like, the house is on fire now. Like, why wouldn't you come out, right? Mm -hmm. After a little bit, you finally see a couple of Carishians come out Their hands are up, but these are like a handful of adults. Where are all these kids? There's still so many kids left in there. One one woman is seen like at the top, and she jumps right back into the fire. Oh. Another woman comes out, and she acts like she's trying to go back in, but an ATF agent go and grabs her, pulls her out, shakes her, asks her where are the kids. She looks at him in the eye, says nothing, and he pulls her out. And within one hour, well, first, remember they cut off the water, so there's no water to put out the fire. You hear no fire, you hear no sirens, no fire trucks. Well, they nothing. also are kind of out in the booth. Far out, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you had ambulance on standby. You had everybody on standby, but they basically didn't know this there whole was time. Be right, 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 right. So, but even so, you have fire. Bellmead Fire Department. You have Axtell Fire Department. Yeah. You have like all these fi- volunteer fire departments yeah, yeah, still. Yeah. But you don't even hear sirens. Later, they said that they did not want fire trucks to come in because of all the ammo and gunpowder that they had. Oh. They were they were scared of explos of an explosion. So I was like, "Oh, does that mean if you have just a bullet and a bullet goes I, in a fire, does it explode?" I don't know. I th- thought the that fi- was that later. They, they don't shoot water at the fire. They shoot that white powdery stuff at the. Fire. No, they shoot water. The fire well, truck shoots water, right? It just depends on the um why well, there's a hose? Okay. But when I was watching one of my car chases, mm-hmm. they the fire it was an eighteen wheeler, the cab of an eighteen wheeler, and that he was like running from the police, right? It ends up get getting on fire, the whole front of it, but they bring the fire truck over and it's spraying this white stuff on it. 
Oh, maybe it's so hazmat stuff. I don't know if stuff. they had like I, I was like I thought they just did water, but mm-hmm. I guess if it's a certain type of fire, you don't use water. You use whatever that other white substance. It's like in the fire extinguisher like a, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, hmm. Either yeah. way, there was nothing, and really, there was not a lot of time because within one hour, that whole compound that was as big of a city block was reduced to eighteen inches of ash. Within an hour. Now, they had built it. Because then it, the little fires created a big explosion. Well, it, it wasn't even an explosion. They were built it with old refurbished wood. So there was a bunch of houses when Koresh got out there. And remember, yeah. they made the compound. Yeah. All they did was break down all the old shit that was there. So they used old wood that was already there and reused it. So it was old, broken down, petrified wood anyways. Um, there was some concrete air areas like the vault and stuff Mm -hmm. but it was just brittle old wood that was going to burn down plus they were stacked all that hay around there Mm. so hay that hay acted as an accelerant okay um in total 76 people died 51 of them were adults and 25 of them were children we later found out that 14 of them were david koresh's actual children um, and this was according to the official report um, sent to the deputy attorney general. Mm-hmm. And you see different numbers, like in different yeah, things, because like I've seen like 82 I've seen different places. Yeah. So this was the one that was sent to the attorney general. Now, some of the bodies in the fire were identified by dental records. David Koresh was identified by dental records and DNA sampling. And you can Google a picture, um, DNA, or David Koresh, dead body, and it's horrible. Um, He died of a gunshot wound to the forehead at close range. Oh, he shot himself? Um, No. Oh, he did not shoot himself. From a high-powered rifle, Steve Snyder was next to him. With a gunshot wound to the mouth, yeah, with a gunshot wound to the mouth, and he had a high-powered rifle in his hand, okay? So they concluded that Steve Snyder shot Koresh in the forehead and then shot himself. So Koresh, still at the very end, didn't even have, Mm -mm. like, all the Koresh. Jim Jones Mm -hmm. couldn't do it to Mm -mm. himself. Marshall Applewhite couldn't do it to himself. I'm not highlighting suicide. I don't think anybody should do it. But if you want everybody else to do it, you should at least do it. You're the leader. No. Yeah, isn't that crazy? But it looks like a doll. <laughs> that's a that's, that's his what whole they're person? saying. It, it was burned to rubble. I don't know what that is. That's what they say was what it is. Shirt. Conspiracy theories. Ooh, can't wait. Okay, so. Bodies of 11 other adults had been shot also, some in the back of the head, um, some in the front of the head. Other victims died from smoke inhalation. Some were buried by debris from stuff from the roof falling on them. Um, And then none of them actually died from anything going wrong from the gas that went in there. Like, oh. they made sure to put that in the reports that oh. nobody died Mm-mm. from complications from that gas. <laughs> no. 
Gas said nothing. Gas had no, it was safe and non-harmful. Now, in the concrete bunker, 32 women and children laid there shoulder to shoulder under three feet of exploded ammunition. And they had covered they had they'd covered themselves with wet blankets and sleeping bags, I guess for shelter when they knew the fire had started. Mm. Six children died of gunshot wounds. One child had been stabbed in the chest, and a few of them died from blunt force trauma to the head. I know. Hmm. Uh, the kids that were at the Methodist home had a lot of trauma once they were there. They had never seen things like toilets. When they flushed, they freaked out. They had been used to going outside and in buckets their whole life. The Christians that... L- um, got out like that escaped before mm-hmm. it had burned down later said that they had wished they had not escaped and wished they had died in the fire with Koresh. Oh, wow. I mean, they really loved, they really, believed. they love them some yeah. David. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them think he's still going to come back to this day. There was an estimated 1.9 million rounds of used ammunition at the compound after all this was kind of said and done. Gosh. Texas Rangers took over the site for the investigation and for the trial and everything afterwards. And then on May 27th, David Koresh was laid to rest. His mom attended his funeral. His stepdad, his brother, and his grandma was there. I was just amazed that his mom was still married to the stepdad after, like, your son was a cult leader and did all of this. Like, that's good. That's some good true love right there, Mm. stepdaddy. Okay. Um, only a few Christians remained. Some of them went to jail. Some of them are still here in Waco and they've settled in other places, but they were all out of jail by 2007 and none of them were convicted of murder after the whole siege and everything. Mm-hmm. They were tried and they, the worst they got was aiding in involuntary manslaughter, which I was shocked because Texas justice system and you killed Helped killing four agents and injuring 16 others. And this was a pissing contest this whole time, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I was just surprised that we didn't publicly hang them, right? Yeah. Um... And then, so afterwards, and, like, the impact, the siege had such an impact on, like, militia groups, people believe that they had a right to bear arms and so people like timothy mcveigh was pissed so two years later to the day on april 19th in 1995 at 902 a.m he planted some bombs in oklahoma city which killed um 168 people and including 19 children and wounded 680 others. So Timothy McVeigh, who was on at the compound, motivated. His motivation was he was pissed about what happened at Waco, pissed at the government, pissed at the ATF, and pissed at what happened at Ruby Ridge, which is a whole other siege. He was later found and tried and executed in 2001 for this connected that's wild yeah when i found that out um 
A lot of people think that the FBI and the ATF started the fires and sat back and watched the Corishians and the kids burn and did not send fire trucks because there was evidence in the compounds that they did not want people to see or because they were just so pissed at what the Christians have done these past 51 days that they, they were like, yeah, they were like, look what Torture. you put us through. You killed our agents. This is what you get. We gave you chance after chance after chance. Well, this is what you get. So. I mean, I wouldn't be mad about I mean, I. The worst part is that kid killers, like there was all those kids mm-hmm. that were in there. Mm-hmm. Okay. But what was not released at that time was that the listening devices that was inside the compound recorded the Davidians talking about get the torches. So when they hung up the phone and they said, get the mass, they also said, get the torches, go grab the Coleman fuel, get more hay, hurry up, light the fires quickly. And then you see, we have infrared, the helicopters that were above saw the cameras, um, had cameras, and they saw the fires lit at 12.07, 12.08, and 12.09, and it coincides with what the listening devices said. So you also had Carishian Clive Doyle testify to them setting the fire inside the compound, and it was all part of the plan that they were going to go down with Koresh in the compound. Okay, so there. Yeah. Um. You just, that just was, he didn't test, he didn't testify, but they didn't need him to because they had the listening devices. He made a statement. It was Mm -hmm. never in court. So people in the real world didn't really know. No, we didn't. That. No. Until really kind of all this has come out. And even when you watch the Netflix series, they don't let you know that. Mm -mm. So they still want people to kind of question. Oh, yeah. Because they did it. FBI. Yeah. So that's really it right now. Mount Carmel is still there. Um, after after the trial and everything was done, there was a bit of a fight of who owns the property. George Roden, remember from the mm, first part, mm-hmm. his wife tried to come back and like take the property because remember, Karish basically stole it from him. Um, but right now, pastor named Charles Pace, he's a Branch Davidian pastor. He now lives there, and he resides there, and he is very vocal. We are going to hear from him in the conspiracy theory episode next. Um, it is open to the public, so when you visit Waco, you could go, and on t- from Tuesday through Saturday, you pay $5. You could do a tour. He has built a church called The Branch the Lord, our righteousness, and he, the front door is actually the front door of where the compound is. You can see the vault of where the kids um, died, and you can see the tunnel, the underground tunnels that led wherever they led. Mm-hmm. He was a Davidian, but he was not a Christian because he didn't think David was a Messiah, but he did does think that the David knew some things about the government, and because of that, the government did come and visit him. I mean, did come and kill him. So that is the end of the Christians. Where are you at right now? Do you think, what do you think? I think. Do you think David was a pedophile cult leader? 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's no question no. about that. Yeah. Um, and do you think ATF and was in their rights by going and serving the search warrant? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think everything went down smoothly? No, but no. I think they, they didn't really have um, training a protocol to follow and yeah. they didn't there's they I don't think has there ever been a situation like that? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And that's what's sad about it is that like sometimes it takes situations like that so that's for us to have but protocols. Like, okay, so if that did if something like this did happen again, what's what is the protocol? Now, in that book, the book I didn't go into it, but the book does go into it that now every single time they serve a search warrant and not just ATF, every entity, you have contingency plans and you have the oh shit plans and what if they, the what if plans, they have to be practiced just like the perfect plan. So what they would do is they would go in and say, here's the plan. Here's the plan. We're going to practice this plan and this is how it's going to go. And then end the end. Mm -hmm. Now they have to practice the oh shit plans, just like you have to practice the perfect plans. Um, And so they got a plan for it now. So that's the end of this episode. If you're ready to hear all the conspiracies and it is crazy, go ahead and end this episode and let's click on the next conspiracy episode and then we will be done with David Koresh forever. Ah, Don't forget to stay aware, stay alive, and always BDTF. Bye, y'all. Bye. Hi, this is Sarah. And I'm Carter. And this is Some of Our Thoughts. We're two Southern sommeliers, and we want to share everything we love and know about wine. We started hanging out during quarantine and cooking and drinking and listening to music, and we just thought this would be a great way to bring everything we know to you guys. We will make wine knowledge and food pairings easy and approachable. So put on your favorite vinyl, grab your favorite glass of wine, tune into our show, and let's have some fun. Wine Wine and vinyl. vinyl. (laughs) So check us out on roguemedianetwork.com or wherever you get your favorite podcast. We'll be talking about a lot. (laughs) This has been a Rogue Media Network. Oh, shit.